8.05 p.m. Tuesday, October 10th, 2017, episode number 609 of Oh Yeah Dude. My name is Jonathan, and this is Seth. Hello, Seth. Hello, Jonathan. How are you? I'm awesome. This is episode 609 of Oh Yeah Dude, America Through the Eyes of Two American Americans. Jonathan, yes. that's episode 609. I wrote it down to know. Let me ask you a question. What happens when I turn it upside down? What episode is it? Um, it's the same. It's 609. What is that called? Fucking magic. Sigil. What is it? No. Alchemy. Uh, what is what is something? Because uh, it's not a palindrome. It's something that it's the same upside down as it is right side up. It's a. Um, no. It's a millennial palindrome. Thank you for joining us for six oh seven. That was our theme episode, USA Today snapshots episode. This is episode 609. This is a themed episode. This is a Dear <laughs> Amy episode. Looked up. I'm looking up. What is I, I wrote, what is it called when some, S-O-M-E, okay. I was saying something is the same way, right? What is it? I should, I'm going to, what is it called when, but what the first thing, <laughs> first thing that comes up is, what is it called when someone shits on your chest? See, I was going to, yeah, there's no way you can. What is it called when someone likes pain? What is it called when someone talks to themselves? What is it called when someone doesn't believe in God? Oh, man. <laughs> what is it called when someone only cares about themselves? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. America through the eyes of two American Americans. This is going to be a Dear Amy episode. <laughs> what is it called when something is always wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, this is... Sorry, our last one was a... It was a last, it was themed episode. It was USA Today Snapshots. This is going to be Dear Amy's. Only um, dear Amy's. I'm taking a back seat on this. One. Uh, well, I'm just I'll, gonna. I'm uh, just gonna I'll, listen. Yeah, I'll I'll read these to you. I'll let you know because you started off quickly with the shows that we were gonna do live. So I'll do those. Saturday night, October 14th, in Phoenix, Arizona, the Crescent Ballroom, 308 North Second Avenue. Tickets available at Ticketfly. Doors at seven. Show at eight. Twenty one and over. Uh, looking at Phoenix. How is uh, how is my fucking my vegan excursion. Ambergram. Oh, that's a cool. What's I it called? I forgot about that. Ampersand? No. Ambergram is Ambergram's a, a great word name. or words, in this case, that's numbers, that can be called. read more in more than one direction, where the word reads the same when upside down or turned over. It's our Ambergram. Or turned over for an entirely new word. Oh, that'd be even cooler. Well, that's like people do that with like tattoos. Like, look. Look, look. But double look. Double look. Um, if you go to North 7th Street in Phoenix, you've got the Coronado, you've got Green, and you've got Nami. At 2014, 2022, and 2201 North 7th Street, in that short little block, you can, you can spend your life in Phoenix and eat at those three places. Which is up what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it for a weekend. I suppose you could do it for a lifetime. I think it's totally possible. So that's where you'll find me. You'll find me at the Crescent Ballroom on Saturday night. You'll find me in Scottsdale on Saturday with my dear friend Frank Lloyd Wright. If you can't find me there, you f holler at me on 7th Street. Is, um, that, is that cool? It sounds Come through on 7th Street. Let me know that you're coming to the show on Saturday night. Um... If you're in Texas in November, 
First Saturday in November, November 4th, at the Texas Theater, the historic Texas Theater in Oak Cliff. We're going to do a show that night. That's Tickets are on brown paper tickets if you wanted to get tickets to see us in Dallas. Um, now, when I'm in Dallas, there's only three places you're going to find me. You're going to find me at the Texas Theater, you're going to find me at AT&T Stadium, or you're going to find me at the Bird Bakery which was first opened in San Antonio, but now we have a Dallas location at Seven Highland Park Village. Where are the three places? The Texas AT&T Theater. Stadium, Texas Theater, or the Bird Bakery, or, or the Spiral, Spiral Diner. Diner, excuse me. Only four say. places you'll find me. Yeah. Uh, or at Kitty Bird, Carter's Dance Studio. Bird There's Bird only five places you're going to find me in Dallas. Bird Bakery is vegan. Bird Bakery is not vegan, but it is owned by a friend, Elizabeth Chambers, a friend of me, and I guess by extension, a friend of the show, Elizabeth, um, her husband is Army Hammer, American actor Army Hammer. She opened the Bird Bakery in San Antonio, and they just they've opened they have a second outlet location. So what are you gonna do there? You can't have anything. I'm gonna have a coffee to support what they do with locally sourced fine ingredients okay. in a community. You should that take I've me seen. so that I can actually eat some of their shit. I'm gonna bring you there. You can get me the coffee. I'll buy you the coffee damage. if you get me there, and I'll do some damage on some baked goods. Baby, what should I get for my rental when I show up at the fucking airport? Should I get maybe like an SUV? Should I get a pickup truck? Can I rent a pickup truck? I should get a fucking Ford F-150, and we should roll into the Bird Bakery. Or a Silverado. I should get a Chevy Silverado. Everybody wants you to get an F-150 because they're like... Is that cool? Well, but I'm a, they're not cool. I like, mean, that's the problem. I'd rather push a Chevy than fucking... The Silverados you know. are much cooler. The problem yeah. is the Chevy's got a better, a Chevy man. You more know innovative engine. It's, like, lighter. It's got great gas mileage. It's faster, but it's what just it? not as cool. What is it? I'd rather push a Chevy than drive a Ford or piss, piss on a... Piss something. Just Calvin and Hobbes pissing on Baby, something. Baby, you know I'm a fucking Chevy man. I know you are. That's why so I was you like, s- So everyone's telling you to buy me a Ford F-150. You're saying I'm getting him a I'm Chevy Silverado. I'm getting him a Silverado. I don't care what you guys say. I don't care what you say when we're in Dallas <laughs> at the Bird Bakery. Ask Amy. And then in turn, we'll ask Jonathan. And then in turn, we'll all ask ourselves. The world and ourselves. The world. Dear Amy, this is from an old-fashioned grandma in Oregon. My 25-year-old granddaughter and her one-and-a-half-year-old son have been staying with me for a few weeks while waiting to get into their new apartment. My granddaughter yells at her son a lot and uses foul language with him, including the F word. Am I overreacting and thinking that this is wrong and that it'll soon pick up these words? I don't like the yelling, but I really don't like to hear her swear at him. She's pretty angry with him at times, and he really doesn't mind her very well. Mind her very well. Your advice? I'd be more concerned with the yelling than I would be with the cussing. You're finna deal with the language at another time. It's the volume and the tone, the aggressive tone she's taking with this beautiful baby boy. Coming from a former rageaholic. Coming from someone before they learned how to take slow, deep <laughs> breaths would rage. You know how much people hate it. That's the worst thing. You know how much fucking... In an interpersonal relationship... It's the one thing. It's terrible. Ladies hate that. People, they should. People hate it. But only being able to speak like in terms of that. the worst fucking thing oh, ever. I don't know how. Raging. Like. Why are you yelling? I don't know where where this turn in me occurred, but it's like, it's my worst self and that I've certainly ever known or experienced. And. Uh, Screaming. 
Well, I'll just say recently was uh, shown a Uh-oh. shown a video. Oh no. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't cool. It wasn't in the in the heat of a moment video was taken of you. Visual Yeah, and enough time has passed now oh, to where boy. Seth, man. Oh, dog. I mean, you know, because you've known me. You've seen me in that elevated state. Yeah. And you've seen the lack of... Who's got that tape? I'm going to buy that tape. Don't buy that tape. I have to buy that tape. If that tape gets out, we're done. Oh, no. it's No, I thought you meant like buy it so you could like... No, no, no. To bury it. It's To burn it. What can I say about it? I... It was so hard to watch. I can't even explain it. It would be like, I'd rather watch a video, like a sex video my dad made of my mom or something. (laughs) Like, I'm not kidding you. It was like, it was like, (laughs) I like, I physically had to restrain myself from just deleting it. Like, like I just, I just to get through it was, was so hard. Banish it. And... And I vividly remembered it as soon as it started. Like, I remember this However, one. I remember this one. I could not manage to even I couldn't remember what it felt to feel that way. I am I'm off the handles and I am I'm so I'm so angry and I'm raging so hard, but it's, it's so it's all of it's coming out directed outward, but it is so blatantly obvious a, eight, a two, second into watching it that it's like this person is like really having a hard time with themselves. Like, and to feel at the time to know that I must have felt so convinced of my position Definitely. compelled to do this and yet completely and totally undermining myself oh yeah you know i'm righteous acting this abusing way abusing the person that was you know the subject of it and but i couldn't i remembered it and i couldn't remember what it felt like to be there and i was like oh like this is this was like a p- at this period of time in my life, this was a fairly common occurrence. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like at points daily. Oh yeah. This is like just Tuesday at three off the three off, to three off the Richter. And there were other factors at play. Yeah, there always are. And there was a lot of stuff going on at the time, but it, so we're less concerned about the language and more in the, it's sheer rage. You cannot. You can't. You can't teach that shit. Can't. You can't pass that. Pass shit that down. around. It's traumatic for the kid. Bad mojo. But then also, then it also loses its impact, and so the kid, like she's saying, like doesn't mind the mom. Yeah, you gotta. So get... it's just like, oh, I just like, as soon as I'm able to do this, I'll do this. But it won't even matter to me, even though it sub- subjecting other people to it, it can be really traumatic for another person who hasn't experienced that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like that. And it just becomes this like second nature thing. It's so bad. Oh, 
Oh, it's bad. And it just fuck everything else. It just looks bad. It looks so bad. Oh, and it's like so bad. It feels bad. It looks bad. It doesn't help anything. It's the worst. I've done it so much in my life. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> I've been so angry for so long about so many things. Low deep breaths. It's crazy, man. It's a lot. Jonathan, my parents and my wife's parents both live, fuck? both <laughs> fuck like fuck, crazy. Both fuck like crazy. And talk about it incessantly. <laughs> they both live 20 minutes from us. So who is this? My parents, my parents and grandparents? And my wife's parents. Oh, so in-laws and parents. Easy. Both live about 20 minutes from us. Both sets of parents purposely moved to be close to us. Sounds amazing. Both sets of parents tell people how often they see their grandkids, which is simply not true. My mom speaks as if she sees them multiple times a week, but she generally only sees them once a month. She does watch my niece three days a week, but speaks as if all of her grandkids fall into this category. My wife's parents see me, my wife, and our two kids about twice a month, but they have told others it is, quote, all the time. And when we meet, they ignore the kids. The reason I'm bothered by this is twofold. They're all getting credit for helping us out, and I'm sick of hearing how lucky I am to have such wonderful grandparents for the past 12 years. This has caused us to lose help from extended family when they visit, since they think we are be given so much help from our folks, we don't need to fucking help out. Is there a nice way to tell them that, that the story they're selling is fiction from Sad Dad? Uh, so they're just telling everybody you would move the they, kids. Everybody we're out. We're out. You can play this game. Now what? Now, how, how, well, how are you going to, how are you going to lie now? Um, that's crazy. That's awesome. Oh, the grandkids always, always. Constantly. Oh my God. I love them. Always there. I'm, I'm just a great grandparent, I guess. You need those accolades as a grandparent so bad? I thought it's all part of you excited. But these people don't even want them. They just they like just, to talk about they it. They love to talk about it. Oh, I'm one of the best grandmas ever. Look at my mug. Proves it. Oh, I'm the best. That's, Stop lying. I thought it was always like, I always hear like, it's like, I wish they would like, wouldn't come over so often. Like they always want to help. They always want to be here. And that you want to actually like get a little distance and a little time just gotta, like without let them. Let me parent my kid. Because it's like a hard thing. You don't send your parent away. Like your parents sitting on the fucking couch and you're like looking and be like, uh, I want to put the kid to bed and like bang the old lady. Like, dad, could you go home now? Leave, dad. I want to bang the old lady. I said. Sad dad wants to bang the old lady. It's very tough. It's touchy. It's touch and go. So in-laws. So these family, grandparents are like using it for like street cred with other seniors. Yeah. Just braggadocious. Accepting all these accolades. They ain't doing shit. I don't see how there's a good, nice way of saying that. You could just straight up tell them like, hey, like, I don't know what you're telling Put other people. Put up or shut up. Do what something. Do Move. I don't know. Move. You, the wife, and, and the cover of night? Yeah. 
in the cover of night. Just be like, oh, we moved. We moved. We didn't. We never told you. Well, from the looks of it, you would know you're always here and we're always talking about it. So how'd you not hear? Oh, because you're never here. And we're always talking about it. So, yeah, move and confront them. So, double. Thank you. Dear Amy, I recently married my best friend. Ugh, gross. <laughs> cool. So cool. You're so, you're disgusting. So, you're gay. <laughs> I mean, I just mean that in a way... You should marry your best friend. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I just mean, if you marry your best friend, then you're same-sex oriented. Cool. Because that's the only answer to that. The only, it's the only thing it could be. Right? You know you don't fuck your best friend. You know that. You know we just do a podcast together. We don't fuck. You know that, right? I know that people write a lot of fucking that creepy fan fiction and shit, but like... Wait, do they? Well, not about I don't us. Not about us, but I just oh, know people man, do it about you know. Got to do a gay <laughs> yeah. romp, like I mean, a I gay know. fan fiction romp. I know people do that. That hasn't shit. happened. Oh man, I can't. I didn't want to. I actually don't. Well, you don't no. want it's, that. It's going to happen though. Would you rather watch that or the video of you raging again? <laughs> if they cast actors that looked very similar to us. Oh, like, like a live action live fan action, fiction. Fucking yeah, gay porn. Would you rather watch? I, I, almost like people that look so strikingly like us, it almost we do a double take. Uh, Would you yes, rather stud. be forced to watch that? Uh, yes, studs. Uh, yes, studs. <laughs> fucking, or are you raging again? Me raging again. Fuck. <laughs> um, no, I recently married my best friend. We've been together as a couple for four years and rarely argued before we got married. Now, he says, I've changed from the girl he fell in love with. I used to be quiet and shy and would never stick up for myself. I started my first real job and have extra money, so I sometimes get my nails and hair done. He accused me of trying to, quote, look good for other men. Oh, boy. He goes through my text messages and phone calls and accuses me of deleting stuff. None of this started until after we got married. I love him and can't imagine my life without him. Well, you better start. Well, start. <laughs> Because this fool's Because this fool goes through your phone. But I'm worried that he accuses me because he is cheating on me. Interesting. How should I approach this subject without losing him and starting an argument? I would just say lose him and start an argument and lose him. Um, Do it again. Like double it. Again. I don't know anything about anything. People in relationships where their phones are taken by the other person and they go through them. I think it is people such, are in relationships it is where a that is a so wild thing that can never happen in a in a in a in a in a in a in a, in a what's the magic? You can't to be in a successful relationship with another person um, in an intimate relationship. You have to love and trust them. It right. It cannot work if they're going through your shit. In any that right. Okay. There's but no, all, all, no. Okay. Yes. But is there not a type of person or persons that could enter into a relationship where going through their phone is not objected to by either party and something that they are freely able to do? That like you have all my passwords. Okay. Like, 
You oh, have all I my see. passwords. We share a bank account. Well, that's Whatever. not the same thing. Okay. Or, Sharing a bank account is not the same thing as okay. you are in my fucking Gmail You're, like aliases. You, you, oh, so like you can go through my email and you have all the codes to my phone. You can and go you, through my social media and like see any, anything all that my, my correspondence life. with high school exes and whatever the fuck else. You are, have full you access are full, to like, that. I'm not doing anything that would make you angry or would make you feel uncomfortable. Okay. And I have nothing to hide from you. Yes. So that if you want to go and look, then you're allowed to look because I'm not hiding anything from you. Check the car. So are there not? Get the dogs. I don't care. You can check it. I haven't have anything. What's in your pocket? Fuck. Just not my pocket. Just my pocket. Here's all my passwords. Never go through my cargo pants in the left pocket. <laughs> no, but is there right. not? I know is, what you. But I, is that a is that an okay foundation for a relationship to be I like can't. we have a hundred percent transparency? I guess that because would I be think that comes from an insecurity in its own right. Th- that you're saying you have full. You have to do this because this is the only way that we can keep ourselves honest is by making okay. sure that we're kept honest because you ha- you get to see everything. If you have every- a phone. And I have a phone. It, three years later, it's, something's going to go down. All right. But like you're saying, I just the this the concept of. I guess it's. I, I don't want to say it's. I, I do always. It's, it's always men's men are the worst. I'm sure women. But I just I think it's just the the power infrastructure of a relationship of a of a man like because this, this is a woman saying in my experience of a man going through his my, girlfriend or his phone it's like are you fucking mental? More women go through men's oh, phones than men go through women's phones. Okay, because they're just on a side note. All right, in my first hand experience, you're saying yes that in the stories that I have received in my life, it's, there's far more women that do it and then do it and never tell. That they do it, and they're doing they it just to have check the information. To see if, this, if this fool's like got a side they're piece, going to like confirm the fact that they have a side piece, but sometimes they don't even do anything about it. Hmm. They just the, they want to know, and they know like, okay, I know what kind of porn he likes, even though he tells me he doesn't watch porn, okay. and I know which ex girlfriends he talks to, even oh. though he's not necessarily doing anything with them. They These don't the say anything. He, a lot of the time, they don't say anything because if you say something, then the show's over. You shut Cause it down because like, then the dude's got a fucking you know. Then the dude puts a fucking, you know, retina encryption on the shit. If you have a if you have an in and you can hold on to that, you oh, have you God. have that forever without them knowing. But if you confront them on some yeah, bullshit and it's retina like, encryption. oh, you like midget porn, like over. then you're never gonna find out about We're in retina encryption. You might want to not keep, go there, you just keep, keep it under that. wraps. Keep it under wraps. Cause then you can monitor. Honey, have you seen my phone? I, I haven't seen it. Oh, here it is. It's in the toilet. It's in my bag. How'd it get in here? I would, I, but sorry, I think, I I mean, there was a lot of, not that women don't cheat, but don't more men cheat than women as well from whatever surveys that have been done and stuff like that. Yeah. Not that they don't, but more, yeah, I think, but yeah, men cheat more than women do in committed relationships. I guess was that you, the, the studies would bear that out. I think so. I don't, I'm not saying it's astronomical, but I don't know. It's, it's. You know, guys, yeah. guys fucking do shit and like they're dirty they're, dogs. Yeah, there's fucking dogs. dogs. I mean, not that some women aren't you dogs. So that women can't this. be dogs. But I think that there's sort Dog, of you're dirty. I got to keep an eye on your phone. But and maybe this, also okay, maybe this also particular that, case. maybe also this that maybe maybe men also more men get agreed to a, a circumstance, agreed to a, an arrangement that they aren't capable of actually honoring. 
Which is whereas women are kind of like, I can't honor this, so I'm just I maybe can be truthful and transparent in this thing because that's maybe. how it works. And guys will say, I can too, no. when they know they can't. Or yeah, or, or that they they they're like, no, I just want it to be you and I, you know, forever. And then six months later, it's yeah. like, well, then why are you fucking like your coworker? Like you could have just kept this like. You didn't have to tell me that because now you've told me that in order to betray me as opposed to like not maybe not giving me that in the first place and just being like, I love you, but I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know. That there's maybe. Yeah. In this case of lost everyone's people. Why? He goes through my text messages, phone calls and includes accuses me of deleting stuff. Okay. Just in terms of oh, he's the worst. A relate, yeah, in relationship, you don't, you, you don't punish your wife for getting her hair done and her nails did after she married. <laughs> well, why is trying she to trying look? To, I mean, well, she's obviously trying to look good. And and what she's saying is true is that there's an insecurity inside of him, and that insecurity is probably coming from within and projecting out onto her of the fact. But is that, it as a as a baseline? Is it okay to say to anyone in a relationship? Give me your phone. No, if you find out that this person is going through your phone, that that you should terminate the relationship with them. I don't know if you need to terminate the relationship, but you need okay. to set up a fucking boundary. Okay, or at least address it. I guess at I, least that's what I'm saying. Set up a boundary, it. and then at the point that they cannot maintain that boundary, it just seems that maybe that there like, should be some some reconsideration. We know that relationships are. This is so all personal. Credible. Oh this yeah, is I all want coming that. from want, personal experience. I have like. You yeah. know, I've been involved in I situations. Know. I've been on the receiving end. I've but been it's, the, there's, the relationships are very difficult. They, there needs to be so much trust. I would truth say that I don't that think this, it, this maybe it early on that it might be means to end something. I think if it's something in the midst of a relationship oh, now, yeah. that it needs to be addressed, that a boundary needs to be set up and that that needs to be monitored in some way. However, that being said, you know, uh, like, I like if to go you grow phones. more secretive as a result of that, there may be another problem at work as well. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's a violation for you to do this. However, I have a burner phone, so go for it. That's what I mean. That yeah. like it, it shouldn't like it's it, like you're saying it could be you're in a rocky area because it's tough to restabilize once that kilter yeah. once that's off kilter yeah, yeah. i mean absolutely you want to be always absolutely. it's very tough to steady that the, ship yeah you want to because then it's like well wait did she change the passwords to keep me from or, or did i change yeah. did i do this or did she do this was i right and that's yes. what my you know that my original instinct to violate her privacy was because yes. she was hiding something and that's why she's being so vehement about me not yes. you know or because i'm stalking the guy that i know has a crush on her and he just yeah. got out of a relationship because yeah, yeah, i'm yeah. stalking him on my I'm, third burner phone. Yeah, my, my other profile. My other profile. My alter profile. My, my alter catfish. burner. My catfish. Deep web profile to keep an eye on everyone. Dear Amy, I've been through a lot with a childhood friend of mine. Three years ago, her 25-year-old son was found dead. He drank heavily and gotten in a fight with his live-in girlfriend. His death was violent. What? What? The authorities what? ruled it a suicide, but my friend Holy thinks shit. that the girl murdered him. Jesus Christ. Every time we get together, our visit starts out well. Oh, boy. But then she starts talking about how that girl needs to pay for what she did. Oh, boy. Oh, this, this breakfast started off great. Chill. Totally chill. You got pancakes. I got waffles. We got mimosas. We're having a mimosa. Why did this take such a dark turn on the second mimosa? She starts telling me the story again. I've heard it a hundred times. It always ends with both of us crying. Ugh, man, I love her to death and I cannot imagine the pain she's going through, but I get to where I don't want to be around her. I've suggested maybe counseling. She says that it would not help. 
Please help me. Can't help. Devastated friend. I mean, maybe you should instead of every time that we get breakfast, maybe you could go to a therapist. Wouldn't do anything. She wants your help. So this bitch pays. Yeah, she's asking for your help. She's asking for your help to bury this body. So maybe you should, you know, instead of breakfast, do a little do do a little little recon. Do a little Google search. Little recon. Best way to bury a body. Um, It's tough though because you know talking. If you got a, if you got the body, I mean, if you've killed this girl, is it something you want to do? If it's more than one person, how, how, how easy, let me ask you this. All right. A drunken fight in a bar. No, with a, between two, between a couple, between lovers in their home. And how easy asking is it? Asking for a friend, right? You're asking. No, for I'm a friend. saying in this particular situation, how Difficult and or easy would it be for a, a girlfriend to kill a, a a a a inebriated or or unconscious boyfriend and make it look like a suicide? Like, is it really hard or like not hard? Impossible. Impossible. You mean impossible if like HBO was doing like a docu series on it and they had like the best specialist in the world. But if they're in like podunk, what the fuck, and nobody gives a shit about these people in the first place. Suicide? How? Shoot him in the head and put the gun on the ground and be like, he shot himself. He's a drunk. All right. How much? Okay. How much? You know, I'm with you. How many people are going to go in and be like, was it though? Like. Is there like dun, dun, dun. I, I just think that yeah. the, the the belief that there's somebody, some like expert at every scene of yeah. all these things, like some maybe like, you yeah. could get away some with like it. Swedish expert, like yeah, maybe okay. Asking for a friend again. No, I'm just wondering, like, can you get away with murder? No, I'm saying if you were this mom though, like, what if you were really convinced, like, no, no, like it was a botched investigation. She, she killed fucking him. killed him. And I'm like, I can't live with myself because she's like two miles away yeah. and I want to fucking I murder this chick. I cannot convince my friend I get breakfast with. To I've been kill trying this to convince him by a hundred times. My I've only o- friend in the world. Over I breakfast. bought a hundred breakfasts. hundred breakfasts for. Will you kill her with me, please? Let me have a, ask you a question. How many fucking pancakes do I have to buy you before you kill this bitch with me? Do you get what we've been doing here? Every Wednesday morning for three years? Do you, uh, you have any idea now? Can you get it through your drunk mimosa head what I want from you? I need a hand. I need an extra set of hands. I need feet and hands. On this. On this particular there. job. Yeah, it's I, interesting you, because you you kind of want to do Because I'd kill a motherfucker. You want to do the murder alone. If you involve another person in the murder right there, it's trouble because if good there's point. one more person. It's a good point. That person, well, also, you don't want to bring them into your fucking nightmare. Your web, your web. But you do But if you, you don't bring, care. You always do. But if one more person comes in, that's one more person that can they're get just, turned. Yeah. If you do it yourself, what you do is you live your life. Forever. For a couple weeks. You keep the body, you chill. You're just living your life. No one suspects anything because you live your life no. exactly the way you'd live you it. You can't have that body around. You need to get as far away from that thing you as say get the body away? soon as possible. I say keep the body. You know, they say keep your your uh, your friends close and your enemies closer. <laughs> your corpse I, I is I say even keep cool. your, your, friend, your alive friends close, your dead corpse closer. closer. 
in you. I'd wear that thing if I could. If I could kill the stench on it. Like in your bed. I'd wear it. I'd, I'd wear a bulky triple fat goose and I'd strap the body to my back and I'd go about my business. Yeah. Have to cancel the show in Arizona because I wouldn't be able to get away with having the jacket there. Yeah. yeah. But you don't want to involve anybody because you involve somebody else. Trouble. And that includes a, uh, a professional. Oh, yeah. You just, it's just got to be you. And then you just live your life. And then you find the but right that's time. A, that's a. It's tough. It's tough. But that's when you, you, you dig into your craft from Playhouse West. You pull out all of your intensive work and you Franco it. You just. Well, you mean to pull it off that you didn't do it. You didn't do it. I'm talking about having to like. Now the physical. Go, I'm going to go murder this person like. In, oh, that I can by do that in a second. No, 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 no problem. No, no problem. I can do that in a minute. Stone Cold I mean, Steve Austin. He killed done. your fucking son. Oh, I killed your son. Took me two minutes. Done. Didn't even think about it. Now the real thing begins. You got to make sure you gotta, that you Google that, search. That story straight. Nothing involved with anything. No fucking murder podcasts. No datelines on your DVR. You go off the grid with simple Hallmark programming. Because if they do the Google search, they find nothing. They're like, where do I, what desert's the best body? Like all these stupid idiots that like, the whole thing is like, 2,000 search history littered with bullshit. So you you kill the person and you put her in a bag, but then the Google search is, I just killed my wife and want to put her in bag. What's best bag? <laughs> You're busted, dog. So the DVR, there's no fucking identification, identification discoveries. There's no, Nothing. it's just... For the first 48 hours. No 48 It's just America's Funniest Home Videos. Sorry, you got to miss live PD for a few weeks. You can't even go Maybe go to a friend's house or something. Go to a no, because no. you don't even want them to say, "Oh, like, he, oh yeah, he, he came, came over to my house and he was really happy watching live PD. He was beaming, taking notes." <laughs> Dear Amy, I'm in high school. We have friends. We have been friends with Bill since freshman year. He used to be funny, kind, and easygoing. He had a great personality until recently, when his mother passed away from cancer. From that day on, he gradually gradually became ignorant and rude. As the days pass, more and more people have begun to notice his attitude, and he is less liked throughout the school. He claims he acts like this way as a result of his mother's death and to fill the void he now has. <laughs> I can't fill this Sorry. void without hatred and contempt for all. How can we confront him about his attitude without it being a bad situation and bringing back bad memories? Written from, we want our friend back. Well, hey, that's, everyone has to mourn and grieve in their own way, no? Don't you have to give that's them that not, space? But that's not, I don't think that's grieving or mourning. That's doing something else with. Well, how's he fill the void? Unless he beats everybody up in the hallways. Oh, no, it's cool. My mom died last year. I'm going to beat the shit out of these guys. That's how I fill the void. What? Yeah, my mom passed away last year, so I beat the shit out of kids smaller than me. It's how I fill this void. But isn't that true? What that's, I guess that's what happens. People do crazy shit, and then you find out, like, oh, fuck. They, yeah, well, that's... Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's better ways to fill the void. But that's what people like do. Like yoga class. But they're like not filling charity. the void. Well, yeah, you're filling that void <laughs> no, they're with just, hatred and punching. I mean, they're doing something else to, to avoid the void. To avoid the noid? <laughs> void the void. Void into the void? To, av to fill the void, they're actually avoiding the void, and they're doing that with negative behavior. Yes. 
Bad choices. Bad choices that they think is going to fill the void? No, they don't. They're not. They don't even, don't they're not thinking they're, straight. Don't think, well, I mean, like we were talking about earlier, I don't think you're thinking straight. You're not processing what it is that the, the amount of pain is too great to, yeah, to, to, to deal with. So without proper help, then it begins to manifest either inwardly or outwardly or both. So it's abuse. You know, you would begin abusing yourself or others or both. I see. Um, I see. Because there's, it just, it's be some, high school some, because you're maybe some fully emotionally attempt to rectify the pain that you are yeah. feeling. And you're a kid, so you might not be as emotionally equipped as it would have happened when you're an adult, when you might even be able to more, who knows though. And, I mean, plenty, plenty of unequipped adults. That's and, true. You know, I mean, the main thing would be, you know, a loving, supportive family around you helping you through that. And, Talking about and it. And or a specialist. Yeah, but again, communicating sort of what's... But I mean, I, I would... I, I mean, I, my understanding with grief is also that a lot of people seem to benefit in in that particular instance from group uh, that that... Being amongst others who have lost an, a person like that, yeah. who have been through a similar thing, is maybe more uh, of a beneficial. Would that be people for that of the type. same age, or would that not matter? Yeah, probably. I mean, maybe that could teenagers help. Teenagers that like might have gone through that it. different types of trauma call for different types of things. That obviously there's certain things that maybe you don't want to talk about in a fucking group because it's hard to talk about. Period. Much less with like fucking 30 strangers that you're like, I don't want to pass this info, give this information away to all these people. I'm, I'm having a hard time even bringing, talking about it honestly, one-on-one -on -one with somebody. Whereas grieving people that there's, it's, it's that it's difficult for people who are not mourning or grieving to relate. And so to be in a group of people that have had that type of experience, I would say probably your own age, but also maybe people who are a bit older to kind of, you know, help you navigate through that but that that's that's probably the easiest way to and then keep coming back because it works if you work it if you work it no but i'm uh, people that i know that have suffered you know uh trauma deaths deaths death or premature death and you know violent deaths of, of loved ones that they seem to uh uh, that that group type settings seem to be very helpful because it it allows um, I can I think maybe it allows a grieving process to start to occur that you maybe can't bring yourself to do by yourself because it's very scary to grieve like that alone because you don't know how it, or where it's going to end. I think that was uh all right I think one our friend back that was good that was sound advice. I hope she passes that. In instead of being so judgmental, I hope she passes no, all that funny. information. But you could just tell, like a counselor, like you need to talk to this kid because, like, he's going off. He's going fully off. I mean, that's really what you need to do. But like, unfortunately, like we were saying, like the coroner who can't tell a fucking suicide from a murder. You know, you <laughs> yeah, got these fucking therapy kids. You um, know, you got these counselor, fucking counselors yeah. that are just like, oh, thanks for bringing me in. You know, he yeah. fucking fingered my ass. Yeah. You know. Oh, you sent me to. Oh, don't send me to him. Like, don't send me to him. Yeah, because it's all busted. Can I ask you something? Yes. Why are 
Every single teacher that I see brought up on sex charges. Every guy that you see brought no, up on sex charges. Every female teacher okay. that gets busted for fucking her students, they're all hot. N- you, I, no? Probably that the only ones you hear about are hot. Are hot. Because that, cause that's, that's more cause it's headliny. Yeah. It's just a easier they're like, clickbait to be like, wow, this is an attractive 25-year-old no, woman. Why is she like, sleeping with six eighth graders? Because this is like, insane. She can. Well, because she's damaged somehow, emotionally and or mentally, because adult people should not sleep with <laughs> but, children. But No, we're not talking about children. We're talking about <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're saying high, high school, school boys. Students, high school boys. Not freshmen. 26-year-old married women juniors. should not be making <laughs> juniors, love to juniors, seven. football players. No, I, I mean, think it's that I'm sure it, there's it some, happens they across are very, the board. I'm just saying I see yeah, some of these teachers, just, and I am like absolutely no question about it. Like this is a predator situation because no fucking 17-year-old boy oh, yeah, could no. possibly resist being an advance being made by a woman like this. Yeah, I think that that – I mean like more. I would have a hard time doing it. You know what I mean? Much less if I was a 16-year-old me. Wanky, wanky. I'm just saying. No, no, I'm with you. I, yeah, but I bet that that's more based on... Um, just the, sort of those are the ones the, that the make it to the top. The media landscape of like, oh, I heard about this. But, but so it's only like... I could go find one right now and be like, this teacher... So is that is the same go that they don't like put like like good-looking like, like male like, pedophiles guys? Like, oh, like, oh wow, he's like a... Oh, like, He's a gorgeous. strapping, gorgeous looks, Pete. That guy is like almost like exactly like Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, he's Jack Gyllenhaal. He's a teacher in Idaho at a at a high school, secondary at a trade high school. His name's Jack Gyllenhaal. I mean, it should be. <laughs> is that what it's like? It's that's, only like that's his, so. It's only yeah. hot female teachers and like the, that's his friend, the Hank, grossest chimo. His friend Hank Ledger. He teaches in the classroom next door. Oh my god, he looks exactly like yeah. It's crazy, right? Both pedophiles. Both pedophiles, but they do look exactly like them, don't they? All right, but yeah, okay, interesting. 888-842-2357. I was thinking I was getting really crazy. Oh, <laughs> okay. I can't. I yeah, don't want you can. Just that like it was like, oh, these, like you were saying, that there's something wrong with these girls, and it's like, oh, because they were preyed upon, and they're fucked up in the head, and it's like because, you know, they're uh, these like – you know that they were attractive young people and they or that it's somehow like that it is like a cycle of abuse i guess they're just some of them are very good looking i know you're into it and i don't i don't even not into it i don't want to say something wrong with them. i just i don't want to say something wrong either i mean more in the lines i mean something wrong with them in terms of something wrong with them positions of like all dynamics of sexual assault i think is more it's 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 positions of power. As we're learning, it's positions of power. It's yes. the power structure. That's what I'm saying is so that there is no way that there's you, something wrong. Because like, we often yeah. joke about it and be like, yeah, well, it's a 16-year-old boy. Like, of course, he's going to be like, yeah, let's fuck. Yeah, I just mean it's, but that that it's dynamic is inappropriate not, to be crossing the line in so many ways. Is there something wrong with that? I mean, like, what are you doing? I wonder how long it takes a, a, a teenage boy. Yeah. Because... Of to the kill men- the husband of the teacher? No, of three months. No, because of the mentality of the world and of that age and stuff, like you probably make it all the way through college and like the beginning of like your adult life before you start to probably even like not 
like get high fives for that. You know what I mean? That it's like it's stop getting high fives. Yeah, like before you you're in your thirties before you realize like you know what that was like really fucked up. Like you know what I'm saying? Like your sixties. What's that? No, I'm saying as the boy that experienced that, like, because like all your friends are egging you on and then you go to college and be like, oh, there was a scandal in high school because I was like banging this crazy hot teacher. Everybody looks it up. Everybody fucking looks it up and you become like your own. So it's it's not until like you're in your 30s that you're like. No, because even when you start a new job and people start Googling you, all the guys come into the break room and like, dog. (laughs) That's why I said 60s. Dude, you're in a retirement. 40s. Retirement home. 40s. Retirement home. I'm n- Old men would come up in wheelchairs <laughs> and be like, dog, we looked it up on the web, dog. Bump it. it. It's not right, though. Bump That's not right. It. It's not right. Dap, homie. <laughs> Damn, homie. <sighs> I've been married for two weeks, and frankly, I hate my wife. Come on. She's completely lazy. She plays absolutely no attention to me. She was so nice when we were dating, but it was probably all just for show. I come from a richer type of family. (laughs) And she comes from a moderate to low income family. I feel kind of bad for her, but she's so pestering and obnoxious and she probably just married me for my money. I can't divorce her because we have a legal document stating that I must give her $70,000 if we separate or divorce, and I'm not that rich. When I signed the document, I figured that by the time we did divorce, if we divorced, if we divorced, I would have that type of money from all of my growing investments. My parents are completely not on my side. They keep telling me that it's my fault, which I agree to to some extent, and refuse to get involved. Son, bad choice maker. Dude, I don't fucking know. These can't, it can't be real. It can't be a real letter, and I, I can't, I, people be jumping into things. What, you right? Yeah, I'm tripping about, what? I just, it looked like, I can't explain. It's hard to explain. It looked like one file was longer than the other. Oh, it's like a technical issues. But, but not, um. Okay, so I'm gonna out. I'm gonna ask you to. I got. I got through the first part and then started to panic. So he's got to give her seventy thousand dollars if they separate or divorce because that's the document they signed. But he's not that rich. His parents don't give a fuck. They think he made a mistake, which he agrees to to some extent. So the the prenup agreement was that he breaks her off seventy grand. Yeah, it's in the document. Prenups. So the parents were already not down. They said, don't marry her. She's from a low-income family. We're richer type of people. But is that because they didn't want her, him to marry a, 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 a girl a low, from a lower-income family or because they didn't trust her? Well, I don't know. Anyone that says that they're from a, quote, richer type of family is like a was, fuckhead. was raised by trash monsters because yeah, they're so, a trash monster. But why has she gone into this, like, uh, like limp mode? <laughs> What's happened here? Um... I think she's. I love her it's for the come up. She came. So in. you're. You think she's there for the come up? Because you think, think he's a piece of shit. I, I you're she's already that, determined. And I'm glad. And I'm glad my sister like did you, this. Like you're rinsing. I'm glad that we hatched this plan together, so I can get 35 G's a year for the next few years. A year? Oh, it's just 70. Th- All right. I was thinking of an annuity. I, I want to think like you get that. You know, for every day we're married, I get that for a year. So. Um. 
Yeah, he's bad choice maker. I think we need. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a whole different. I never understood the. I guess a prenup is a thing that exists. People do that before they embark on a legal um, partnership, and that is because that when it ends, the other partner who does not get their money or as much of it as they would be legally uh, allotted. But in terms of if there wasn't a legal document stating that they might be able to get more money than if it said you only you get none of it. Is that how it works? No. I mean, it often it's not that you get none of it, that it's a, a, a certain amount is determined as opposed to like for people with large amounts of money. It's usually a there's usually uh, it's not about no money, but not all the money. Not half. Okay. And then the idea of that. And also, it's also that it terminates that the person agrees, okay, you'll just pay me a lump sum and I'll fuck off as okay. opposed to you'll have to pay me uh, every month for the rest of my and life. What's the, 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 the sort of, I don't want to say antiquated or d just the concept of marriage as a thing. Fine, but you're not dealing with that. So then it, it, there's then why get why there are so no. many people for people with money there are so many people that work for you that would also uh like tell you not to do that like you get so much pressure from business managers and it's accountants to tell you not to get to tell, no to tell you not to not sign a prenup that it is unwise to not protect yourself despite how much you love a person or how much you trust a person of course they would but if the act of getting married as a as a overt pronouncement let's say of a ceremony and people just the the manifestation of that bullshit is it's bullshit okay it's bullshit it's bullshit that's what because you're saying ideally ideally we are soulmates until death do us part but, so but, a prenup would be a th but on the practically on the speaking list. this probably won't last so why do people get married because the idea is... Why don't they just stay together as a couple? That's what they should do. Okay. I mean, that's... But you. But when people get married, they know it's not going to last forever? I think a lot of people know deep down that it's not going to last There's forever. There's no way that we're going to be together. We'll I both think, be alive separately at some point. I think point a lot of people together. like to think that maybe something will happen over the time that they're together. That like an will... accident? What do you mean? No, something no, no. That oh. something might that they may transform over that time together and be somehow rendered able to stay together forever. But I don't think if anyone, I don't think many people, if they were being honest with themselves at oh. the point that they got married, that you. is the person right now You're gonna capable of being with one person for the rest of their lives, that either they are speaking naively okay. or they are lying to themselves. I think people believe that the magic of starting a family together and all of that stuff, which also I believe probably does happen, that, okay, we were both this way, we changed, but thank God we also, you know, our lives changed, we had kids, we did this, and we are together, and we found a way of making this happen, but in not in the way that you fantasize or imagine okay. it might when you you go into something like it's that. It's just, in terms of, I, I don't know, I don't want to tell tales out of school, I, 
And when you look yeah, at let's the, say, listen, we you're think only, we've heard you're only that, one side of let's it. Let's say half of all marriages end in divorce. That's I think that is an actual not yes. not exaggerated statistic. What other thing in the world that now. exists that if the fifty percent rate of success would you? There's nothing else in the world that you knew you had a one, that had a fifty percent approval rate that you would go into, other than wildly cynical and thinking like, right? Don't you? Doesn't a heads or tails on a coin? Isn't that a fifty percent chance every time? Yeah, but you still do it. People still gamble. A lot. Yeah, but I guess a, people still a, risk. A rational person knows in the end. People they're still go lose. and spend money on fucking things that the odds are way worse than that. Really? I mean, fifty-fifty is it's actually it's great. That's right? about as good as you get in this world. But when you do anything that's fifty-fifty, don't you pretty much think I'm not? This is not going to work out. Well, I think maybe you go that you you say. There's a good chance this might not, but that it's worth okay. trying anyway. All right. So you, you do it because it because it's about love it and might. about positivity and it might. I mean, listen, most people, in order to go through with that, have to be under the spell of believing that they are going to somehow enjoy and please one another and not Would neither party that will do anything of that will ground. Most people is way higher than 50 that they're in they're getting married because you're in a love spell and you you would say i know the odds as a rational person i can look at the numbers and i see it that it's 50% but i, don't but care. I 100% believe we will I be, we will be in the in the the 50% that stays yeah. okay yes. so 100% of people that get married believe they'll fall in the 50% of staying together forever but in not fact 100%. 50% i wouldn't not. say 100% no. 75 50 you think so? If they're being wow. honest with themselves. Wow. So you, oh, fifty but, but, but to sixty percent. That's a whole other thing. That's what I'm saying. Okay. You can't. You cannot possibly. It dog. People don't know themselves. You mean much just, less know another person? Okay. They don't. They do not know what the fuck is about to happen to them at any given point. You mean you as an Especially as a younger person. Okay. So, like, you cannot tell me All right. you're going to do this. If it, if you wind up being right, yeah. it makes you no more right when you said it in the first place. It's a fucking fluke because you, nobody knows themselves that well. There, there are very, very few exceptions. But that, okay. There but, are people who I see but who do have known each know other your, and knew each to... other then and knew immediately and they were right and that's fine. But that is... Such an anomaly. And everyone else is just pretending that they are that in touch with themselves. Okay. And most of the time, the people that have done it, when you talk to them about it, they speak about it much more practically than the people that claim that that is what they are or going to be. Who, who does that? Who's people who have long standing, like, oh, you guys, been in a long chances are you guys are going to, you guys have been together for 40 fucking years. You're probably going to be together for 30 more and then yeah. die. Like, you guys have made it past, like, the 20, 30 year mark, like you're in the zone. Yeah. Most couples like that, they talk about it. And when you hear about their lives and the tolerances that they've built up to one another and the allowances that they've, you know, the, the luxuries they've afforded their loved ones. I mean, it, it goes beyond the scope of what anyone wants to think of going into a fucking marriage. But it maybe in the, in that love spell, the, you don't want to say failure or success. It's all just life and it's all learning experience. So maybe you, you do it anyway because it really doesn't matter in the end 
if it doesn't work out, it does work out. You just you're just doing it. You just do it, or you like you're saying, you just don't do it because okay. then when it doesn't happen, you you maybe aren't facing this tremendous failure, and you have the ability to change and recover from it as opposed to it being such a devastating blow to the claim that you both made going into it that uh, you cannot bring yourself so you. to just settle for what it actually is which is two people that love each other but maybe need to go away every fucking few years and like you know fuck a sailor or whatever yeah. you know it's 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 our social programming okay that you know i think has given us so much of this this concept to begin with and when we buy into that and then believe in it yeah and then it starts being it starts falling apart in our hands yeah that i think is tougher to it's 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 the embarrassment of it not working not the fact that it's not working it's the the feeling of failure having to call everybody and tell that them. causes you tell to do things that you shouldn't do to the other person or to yourself to place blame to start spending years abusing alcohol in a miserable fucking relationship or whatever the fuck you know like because you don't have the fucking guts to just be like this is fucking jive and like we need to fucking get the fuck out of this house before we kill each other okay you know it's it, it's it's hard to admit you were wrong. And so I guess maybe, yeah, like you're saying, like, well, what if you don't have to ever do that because you don't ever have to make a preposterous fucking claim that's, like, not even, like, remotely, like, you couldn't possibly forecast anyway. It's, like... Like, let's just say something terrible happens to you and it kills any urge you have to, like, have sex. Okay. Why would you, if you loved a person that much that you wanted to spend the rest of your life with them, would you force that person to live in a sexualist prison with you for the rest of the time because that was the shitty commitment you made before your dick fell off? You'd be like, get the fuck out of here and like go have a life and then like come through and say what's up. But like, we can't do this anymore. Yeah, I'm sorry, I lost my dick in this accident. My dick fell off. In this accident. At the game. It blew up. I mean, why, why would you want to... Not why. It's obvious why. Because people are fucking... love spell. No, because people what? are fucking terrified. They're terrified of being wrong. They're terrified of being alone. They're terrified of dying alone. And being alone is so fucking uncomfortable that you'd rather be with somebody in like the most shitty, miserable fucking sitch ever so long as you don't have to be left alone with yourself and your own fucking thoughts because that is really the most troubling space to find yourself in when you have not manned up excuse me faced up humaned up sacked up uh to like those real impending dooms you know that losing your family i'm gonna die my friends are gonna die my parents are gonna die my dogs are gonna die i have to let go of all of these relationships i'm gonna have to say goodbye to all these people i'm gonna die and they're all going to die. And so either I'm going to watch them die or they're going to watch me die. But either way, we're leaving this place and I'm going to have to let go of this. And that is just too much for most people to bear, I think. And distracting yourself on a day-to-day -day basis, which can be healthy in certain ways, but sometimes people take 
all of that responsibility and dump it on to another human being because that person was stupid enough to say to you, yeah, I'll do this with you forever. And then that's it. You're fucking trapped. I hope nobody's getting married this weekend. <laughs> Mazel tov. Till death does, does work out. For 50% of the people. Dog. Half I mean, the people that well, do it, yo, it my works folks, out. I, I mean, my folks, they've been through some shit. But I, I see bet. them. I love. I, I still see them, and I am overjoyed watching them interact, making each other laugh the way that they do, telling each other stories, reminding each other of things. I am like, it. It makes me. It it blows my fucking mind. Yeah, dude. And it's only. It's rare. It's only fifty. It's, it's not rare. That's not even rare. That's one out of two, bro. One out of two is a that's lot. That's not rare. That's you and me. That okay. means if we both get married, but, one of us will right, get married let's forever. Say, to get into the minutia. Although I've kind of fucked that, those yeah. stats up. Right. Whatever. The minutia. <laughs> Maybe that means you're definitely going to stay. Well, let's say for half it works. Let's just, as a safe ballpark figure, of that half, only half is it good. I bet of those 50%, 25%, oh. it's not good. Oh, you. I mean, let's say 49%. But, but let's say 25. Let's say, yes. let's say 25. Modestly. Even though it's 48 and a half percent. That's true. There's only nine couples in the world that that's, are happy. That's true. Um, yes. So, so let's say, say, so say a quarter, tw- a quor- 25% die happily are, ever after. Just, or just, yeah. Die, die happily die ever after. Respectfully, truthfully, <laughs> lovingly, happily ever after. Then that is hairball. If for every four marriages that exist, only one of them is dope. Or maybe you shouldn't even say because it doesn't necessarily. If it ends, it doesn't mean it's not dope. It just means it wasn't forever. It wasn't forever. But nothing. But it is, is supposed to be happily until death do us part. Who says? Bible. God or somebody. The Bible. The Bible. Is that the Bible or is it? It's not even what? the Bible. Whatever. It it's is. not even fables? the Bible. Aesop fables. It's just what fucking it? stupid, fucking civic, yeah. you know, yeah. civic fucking eng- agents. Okay. It's bullshit. Nobody said it. And so it's okay. I mean, we said it somewhere down the road. We said it. So tr- you're saying f- we're going to say for every provide, protect, four all that marriages stuff, that happen in the United States, only one of every four will the people, when one of them passes away, will they both be on the same page in a loving way? That's rough. And of those, how many made, like I'm saying, exceptions to those sacred rules, which we so you know, well, that's okay. Let's take that away. Do, let's not even talk, talk about let's that. Not even talk about that. You, you can, you, you, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Open, yeah. Anything that gets it through. But you're there. I just, you're, you're at the end of it. You're, you're still right. love and you're respect right each there. other. You're still right you, there. You still and like you lived under the same roof the, for the majority of the time together. Oh, <laughs> 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 at least half the time. Oh, a quarter of the time <laughs> for the quarter of the marriages. <laughs> Good luck, everybody. It's it, interpersonal relationships. It's um. It's a wild, it's wonderful a wild, ride. wild west. Just don't scream. Don't scream at one another. Speak to each other in 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 normal tones, maybe even library tones. And Hushed tones. When someone when someone <laughs> speaks to you, what you do is you take say, it down. "Let me, let me." I'm gonna take uh, what you said. I, I'm gonna take now, it down. What I'm gonna do further. is I'm gonna repeat back to you what I think you said to me. Just so we're on the same page, you repeat it back to that person, and that person says, "Yes, you got the gist of it." Or, or actually, no, maybe this one part I don't. And then you fuck, and then go to bed. I don't. <laughs> it's incredible. Oh uh, yeah, dude. America through the eyes of two American Americans. This is episode six hundred nine. It's our what's it called? An ambergram. 
An A-M-B-E-R-G-R-A-M? A- ambigram. Ambigram. Like ambiguity. Ambigram. Wow, that's cool. I think it's a, it's sort of a, maybe. That's cool. It's, it's cool. I don't know if it's like. That cool? I don't know. No, I just don't know if it's a, a real thing. It's sort of a novelty, not so much like a, like a palindrome is a, an occurrence. An ambigram is a, it's essentially a design. Because you, it, the, the, the text, the, the font, the texts need to be crafted in order to be the same. Whereas what this is, is a naturally occurring ambigram. This is an, this is an organic, non-GMO ambigram. The way UID. I like it. Uh, 609. Oh, yeah, dude. Started our podcast in February of 2006. It's now October of 2017. So really, we just have to say thank you to everybody that listens to the show. If you could, tell a friend to come back for 610. Uh, 610 will be our live show on Saturday night, October 14th in Phoenix at the Crescent Ballroom. So please get tickets to that if you can. And if you aren't in Phoenix and can't come to that show, please uh, go to Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Patreon is where you can, in a sort of PBS model or NPR model, you can pledge to Jonathan and I, whatever you feel comfortable with, you pledge a certain amount a month, and then that way we get to continue doing the podcast as is. And as an added bonus, if you do pledge on Patreon, you get access to every show that we've done since February of 2006, and then you have access to the live shows that we've done, which is the last uh, San Francisco and DC and two in Brooklyn and then Phoenix and then Dallas, which will be a couple weeks after that. So if you can get tickets to see us in Dallas, Saturday night, November 4th, Texas theater, brown paper tickets. Um, Yeah. So 610 come back for that. Um, And then beyond as we, as we continue uh, on this journey for real. Thank you so much. If you, Thank you. If you have any uh, comments, 888-842-2357. That's a toll-free voicemail. And uh, ayadu.com is our website. And you can uh, stream the show off of there. You can uh, see the show notes in some... some uh, Jeff will put up some click-throughs of things that we've talked about on there. Um, you can watch... Seth's Corner, which is a compilation of videos, um, visual treat. Um, get merch on iyardude.com. Um, you can check us out at iyardude on Twitter. You can check out uh, Jonathan Larroquette on Instagram. And, yeah, we just ask that if you can, subscribe. Um, you could write a review on iTunes, but most importantly, just come back for uh, – for the tell next a episode. Friend, tell, a tell a friend. Yeah. <clears throat> tell a friend about um, podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you. Seatbelts. Seatbelts. Seatbelts.